Hey everyone, what is going on? Oh man, you know, the games, Monday night, that at least had some drama towards the end. This game had incredible drama back and forth all night. The Packers defense, they did not show up. I got lit up, at least they weren't the negatives, but there was some guys who really balled out tonight, some guys who did not ball out tonight, where you almost look at them and say, what the heck happened? Where did you go? And... The most important was, I mean, the the Eagles' defense, 12 points, not bad. They finished it with that interception. That was uh, difficult to watch at the end right there. I really wanted Green Bay to win, force overtime, whatever the case. Uh, I picked Green Bay to win that in our Pick'em League. I just, and then to see that play, I mean, all you think about is the New England Patriots. And that's the first thing I, I, I know Green Bay's run game is not solid. He had over almost a dozen carries tonight, Aaron Jones, and only had 20-something yards. He did salvage his day. He did have a touchdown, which helped you, Dino Dan. And he had uh, did get some catches there towards the end to make his night respectable. You know, that was solid performance. Who wouldn't want that? You're running back, go out there and get you 17 points. I would take that. That's, you know, that's better than he did last week. But the Packers can't get the run game going. So I did not automatically – this is not as – incredibly terrible as having Marshawn Lynch who had just ran off like a four or five yard running through guys and then gets, you know, they decide to throw in the two. This is not one of those situations. And that even to, even on that game, if we can go back in time to that Super Bowl, which don't get me wrong, I do not like the Seahawks. I actually cheered for new England. One of the few times I actually cheered for the Patriots and I did not want the Seahawks to win. And when they got there, I was like, Oh man, I was thinking, you know, to myself, some of you were here. I think I know Steve. I believe Steve was here. Eric, I think you were here. We had a that Super Bowl party. We had a lot of people. I remember inviting people that who aren't even real football fans. They just just to hang out and have their kids over here so all the kids can play. But I remember at the end of that game, as it was going down, I was thinking, okay, they got like maybe I, I couldn't remember if it was forty or thirty seconds, somewhere in that range. And I was just thinking, all right, score here. You know, Marshawn's going to run it in, and then. Uh, New England, maybe with New England uh, Brady, which we ha- he has in the past, can get them in field goal range. And I can't remember if it would have tied it or won it for him, whatever the case was. I remember that's what I was thinking. And they they dropped back and threw the pass. And when it first got deflected, I didn't think interception. I thought, okay, that's stupid. You just helped New England. So now they don't have to use a timeout and the clock's not running. So even if you do score, you're still leaving time on the clock. I think the best case scenario, you run it. If you get stuffed, you let the clock go down or New England if they had a timeout. But I think New England did have maybe two timeouts, but you at least make them use it. They did not. They passed. And not only did they pass and stop the clock, but it got intercept, intercepted. And I screamed. I was so excited. Now, you know, they show that highlight of Brady jumping up and down screaming. I wasn't like that, but I did yell at the at, at when that play happened. I thought that was pretty wild. So the game tonight, this was this was by far the best Thursday night game. I can't remember every Monday night game. I just remember enjoying this one a lot up to this point in the season. I know I know it's only week four, but this was a fun game. Aaron Rodgers, Nassi, and that those are the kind of things that if you have hair, if you're fortunate enough to still have hair, these are the things that would cause you to pull your hair out. Eric, he's got a good head of hair, so I'm sure he pulled some pieces out. He, 
he made the right choice. If I had Aaron Rodgers, I would not have played him tonight. Not because I thought the Eagles were bad. The Eagles' uh, secondary is terrible. If you look it up against uh, the Lions, against the Redskins, against who was their other game? I can't remember their other game. But they, the, oh, the Falcons. You know, we saw what Julio Jones did them. It's a good night to play your top receiver. So if you had Julio Jones like he did, uh, Devontae Adams, more on him in a little bit. But the quarterbacks, you know, Matt Ryan had a solid game. It was the receivers you want to start. Aaron Rodgers, even though the secondary is not great for Philly, you, we've seen what they've done. I mean, he's he's got 14 and then I think a 16 and 16. I think he scored almost as much tonight as he had the first three games. And that's where, you know, Eric, as long as, as which I thought he would, I thought Daniel Jones would have a great game this week against a bad Redskins defense. Same thing. If I had both of them, knowing the past, I know it's only one game, so it's hard to hang your hat and say, oh, well, look what he did against the Bucks." Well, the first half wasn't that great. He started rolling later on. The second half was great for him, and that was an awesome game. And I think he can do that at home. He's going to have the home crowd against a bad Washington Redskins defense. One day, uh, you know, they got one day advantage because they played the Monday night game, so the Giants do. So I would have played Daniel Jones. You know, it's a short week for Aaron Rodgers. And then what does Rodgers do? He goes throws for 400 yards. Those are where you're like, my goodness. You know, you try to make the right choices, try to make the right decision. But like I said, if Jones goes out, I mean, this is a great, it's still a great night for Eric overall. My Packers defense only put up two points. So I would take that. I would take that if my opponent's defense only put up two points when they're averaging nearly 25 a game. I would definitely be excited with that. So, And the Eagles had been looking bad this year offensively for the most part. So that's a big win for Eric, at least on that side. Like I said, sometimes you have to score 200. Sometimes you just have to outscore your opponent, which means 190. We've seen those games. So that's a good, good, sign, good start for Eric in that game. But yeah, Rodgers, great performance. That's something there. Like we, I, I did mention in the last podcast, you know, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is not going to have these games. Did I think he'd go for 40 tonight or 400 yards tonight? No. Against the Cowboys? Possibly. If you look on his schedule, there will be games at home against Detroit. There's always games. He's going to go off like that. But you got to look at the matchups. You know, if this was the Eagles week one, oh, Eric's definitely playing him. We don't know that the Eagles are going to start out one and two the first three games and struggling offensively. We're thinking, oh, this is going to be a shootout. You know, that would have been a great opening uh, Thursday night game, Eagles at Packers. I would have thought both teams would have did what they did tonight, and everyone would play their Eagles and play their Packers. But instead, we saw Alshon Jeffrey on the bench, who had a pretty good game. We saw Jordan Howard get cut, and that's another one, you know, like I was talking about with Steve in the group text. That's another one where you're like, okay, Steve needed running back help. Jordan Howard, I think he had a solid game last week, 13 points. When your running backs are bad or you got a lot of guys on bye weeks, you'll take 13 points. You just need your stars like Julio Jones and your other players to step up. And that's what you're looking for, just someone who can get me double digits. And so Jamal Williams, Eric – or not Eric, I'm sorry, Steve, drops Jordan Howard, picks up Jamal Williams. Not a bad move because Jordan Howard – with the Eagles, really? I mean, we know it's Miles Sanders' team it's his it's his team it's his job to lose. He gets the majority of carries. He does they did mention how he has fumbling issues at times, but overall talent wise, he's the best on the roster. Jordan Howard is a good player. We've seen him do well in Chicago. We don't know if he's gonna ever get back to that or if he's gonna be allowed to. Tonight he did. Tonight he goes off and the Packers defense, like we said, if I had Jordan Howard, I don't know if I would have cut him or not, but I definitely would not have 
played him tonight. Why on earth would I play him against the Packers' top three, def- top five defense? And they've been really good against the run, and they got really good secondary. So it made no sense. So Steve does the right thing. He says, let me get a, a, a running back that's like in a 60%, 40% timeshare with Aaron Jones and who's not doing too bad, and I'll put him out there tonight, you know? You know, you get a primetime game. You get to watch your guy. You don't have to worry about it. You know, it just makes it – it adds a little spice to the game for the night. So I get that. So I don't think Steve made the wrong choice. And then he gets clocked. He gets cheap hit. You know, 96, drills him as he's held up by two guys. He's not going anywhere. I didn't like that hit. That was – I'm glad they flagged it. But then Jamal Williams goes out, and it's just like, well, now you can't really enjoy the game. You can still enjoy it, but the back of your mind, you always go, man, not only did I cut Jordan Howard, who went off, I – the guy replacing with gets hurt and doesn't even get a chance to get me some points. So that's those are the things in fantasy where that's what can cause you to get frustrated, at least on my side. I'm, I, I got to speak for all you. I can't see any of us in our league other than maybe – no, not even that. Even Elijah, who doesn't only want you when he lived here. He used to watch the games with me once in a while for like you know half hour, hang out, and we'd talk and watch the games. But he was never diehard. But even Elijah, I can promise you, would be upset with that. You know, having a guess, pulling a new guy in, getting in, wanted to watch him, and then he gets hurt as you're, the guy that you got rid of goes off. And those are the backfields you try to avoid unless you have no choice. I'm not talking about the Packers. A 50-50 timeshare is good. You, you're okay with a running back like that. But with the Eagles, you got Jordan Howard, uh, Miles Sanders. I thought there was a third back in there. I might be mistaken. I can't remember. I could have swore there was. I could be wrong. But either way, tough, tough, tough night for Steve to watch. Um, Eric, it was it was double-sided, frustrating to probably see Rodgers have a great game. But we still could see Daniel Jones have a great game. He can go off for 35. He can go off for 42 like he did last game. So he still has hope. But when you you put a guy out there like I did with the defense on the other side, Eric got to say, all right, Philly put up some score. You know, rack that, that offense up and tear my defense down. So – Double side, double sided sword for Eric tonight. Nick, I don't know how he feels. I wouldn't at my at this point. I would take twelve points from my defense. You know how, especially in a shootout like this. I I don't think the Eagles were going to go out there and put up massive points, but they gave up a lot of yards. But they did what they had to do. Forced a fumble, had a fumble recovery, just those kind of things. And they couldn't. The Packers couldn't get to Wentz, but the Eagles got to Aaron Rodgers. So solid game there. Frustrating, like I said, for poor Steve. So he's down 12-1. But, I mean, we all know Thursday night games. I had a, I had Todd Gurley two years ago that night that uh, all of us took that road trip. Steve and Eric, we took went to San Francisco with our kids and watched the Niners. Remember Todd Gurley had three touchdowns, and I think he had like a 44, almost a 50-point performance, right? And I was looking good going against Elijah. I lost. You know, the rest of the the rest of my team, I only had one other guy who showed up that game. It was so frustrating because you feel like you waste a great performance. So the Thursday night game, and even last year, I had Barkley. Remember the Eagles Monday night game where the Barkley took on the Giants and he had that great performance? Almost had 100 yards rushing and 100 yards receiving. He had a 40-plus point game. I took on Elijah. I lost. So it's bad luck for me to take on Elijah when I have uh, one of my guys on primetime on Thursday night game. So... Yeah, so the Thursday night game does not mean, you know, it can make or break you. Look at Danny. He had Luke Keekley 33-point performance. Great game. Actually, 34, 37, I think, with the safety added later on. He still lost. So don't let the Thursday night games kill you. It's it, Hopefully you guys did well. I know uh, Brian, he had a couple guys in tonight. Sanders, 14 points. Sanders actually, I thought, played better than Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard just got the touchdowns. But Sanders had a pretty good performance. 
almost 100 yards at 72. Wentz, 21. You'd like to see Wentz throw some balls more than 10 yards. It felt like he he didn't really do that. I know what, if Deshaun Jackson's there, he might have done that. So, you know, that might that might be one of the reasons they don't have any insanely deep, dangerous deep threats without Deshaun Jackson. But a couple good games, nothing to, too worried about. Matt, great performance for Matt. Blake Martinez, he he got 15 tackles, 26 points. That's a good start for him against Jose. We saw Matt's team put up 170-plus last week. So a good start for Matt. But you, you know he's got to be thinking uh, – oh, no, no, I'm sorry. He, he's not thinking this. I'm thinking, he, you know, in fantasy it looks great. But in the game, he missed a lot of guys. Well, you know, his when he was doing the zone coverage, a lot of the receivers and tight ends got past him. He totally got faked and some handoffs and some other moves. So he got a lot of tackles, but he missed a lot of big plays out there that he could have had. And let's see, two more. Dino Dan, great game. We talked about Aaron Jones, 17 points. You'll take it. You will take that with Aaron Jones. That's one thing Danny needed. And he's got Marlon Mack with a great matchup against the Raiders. So he's got he has a chance for both his running backs to combine for over 40 points. You know, you'll take that. And Tom Brady, remember what I said, you know, if you get your your running back, two running backs, a quarterback to 75 points. On average, you're going to win those games. Somewhere near 70 points. It depends on their matchups. But good. it's looking good for Dino now. Elijah, he had Zach Ertz get 13. I'll take that if I'm going against Elijah because we know Zach Ertz at times can go off for 25 to 30. So I would take that if he goes off for, for 13. That's not going to kill you. Dino Danny's just got to hope Ebron maybe can kind of match him in that Raider game with a touchdown. So, But our number one performance of the night should have been Rodgers. He wasn't in. But uh, Blake Martinez did really well. Devontae Adams. And no, I was not trying to get you to trade him, Jacob. I'm trying to scare you into trading him. It's just like we talked about with the Packers offense. It seemed like they, they spent all those draft picks. They improved their defense. They're going to shut people down, and Rodgers won't have to pass. Well, tonight, this looked like the old Packers where he had to pass. And Devontae Adams, and it almost seemed like at the beginning when he had, what, eight catches in the first half that they were going to get Adams the ball, get him involved, you know, they want to get their weapon going. He hadn't been targeted very much. We knew that was going to happen, though. No way on earth did I ever think you're going to trade Devontae Adams unless it was for, an, you know, a Julio Jones-type receiver coming back or an incredible top six, seven running back with maybe a, a, a low-end wide receiver, too. Some kind of deal. So that might work, but I did not think you were going to trade him. And wisely, you didn't as he went off tonight. 33 points. Should have had more, could have had more. We saw him hurt his foot. I don't. I haven't heard any news about it afterwards. What he's going on? Um, I just know that he left. He looked like he was in pain. His ankle got a little tweaked. We hope he's okay. I, the fact that he was walking back and forth, kind of gingerly, gingerly and limping, but that's still a good sign. He, he didn't need crutches like Barkley. He didn't need to sit down or anything like that. He was able to stand, and you can see the frustration on his face. So he's got a few extra days before next week's game. So he'll be able. To, I think he'll be okay. Great game, good, good for a team that has been just rolling the last two weeks. This is a good start for Jacob. Tough one for the Seagulls, who, by the way, changed your name, Full Blown Seagulls, as he heard in the podcast and thought I said Full Blown something else. And then, yeah, that's an old joke with Christian and I, where you know he had we were going to talk about something and it was pretty serious, and I was like, all right, one of two things. This is going on. I don't want to mention what it is. I don't know if Christian's comfortable. He could tell you if you want. It's nothing serious, but this is going on or he's got AIDS. That's the two options I thought. You know, and I was obviously joking. I would be scared to death if he got that. But it was something that was pretty serious. And so 
that's why when Christian said that, that's the first thing I thought of. Um, just an old joke between us. But so now his team is called Full Blown Seagulls. <laughs> Some of the names you guys come up with are so funny. So funny. Very creative. Um, I changed my team name. Obviously, I t- traded George Kittle. I was trying to think what would be a good name. Something with, uh, since Barkley's out, can't stick with him. I don't want to have that. Honestly, uh, one team name, If tell me if you guys like it. Uh, I was going to go with, but maybe once he's healthy, he I think he's on the IR list till week six, he can't at least play. If he comes out and, and plays like he should, like he did in college, if he can get the opportunities, um, I could change my team name to uh, Interstate Love Song, one of my all-time favorite songs. It's like got to be in my top 10, but uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Um, look it up. I'm sure a lot of us have heard it, but I love that song. And I have Bry- uh, Bryce Love, the running back who was from Stanford. He should have been a top top player, drafted probably in the first round or so, but he slipped to the fourth because of his, um, I believe he tore his Achilles. And so he's recovering from that last last year when he was in college. But man, the guy almost won the Heisman. Him, it came down between him. Who were the three final candidates? I think him is the year Baker Mayfield won. Um, and Lamar Jackson, who had won it the year before. So, yeah, I really wanted Bryce. I remember that year I was like, oh, if he comes out, man, I'm looking to draft him in the first two rounds. He was so awesome that year. So we'll see. The Redskins running game is not going well. If he can get healthy and, and get in there, yeah, if he plays well, I might have another team, you know, me, uh, Mr. T, change my team name. But anyways, on to my new team name. It is the Mur- the the Murray Kyler Moore Show, if you can figure that out. That means it's an old school show. See, if you know it, then you're probably over the age of 35. If you don't know it, it's just an old TV show. You'd have to look it up. But it's very similar to that. The Murray Kyler Moore Show. So that's it. You know, Kyler Murray. I like to name the teams after my favorite players. So that's the other team name besides Christians that changed. So let's get into what do we want to do first? I guess I will do the matchups before I do talk about the team the team that I was going to cover tonight. It's going to be your team, Jacob. I want to talk about how impressive your team is. What can you do to continue to make it better? If you, I mean, you can, you can always get better. But before that, let's get into our first game, which is Dino Dan, Dino Dan smoking against duh winning Elijah's team. Both of them, uh, like we talked about yesterday when we talked about the record, who's going to need to win more. I would think Dino Dan needs it more, seeing how Elijah just came off a very impressive win. Let's cover the quarterbacks. Who do you like more, Winston at the Rams? I don't. I don't. I mean, Winston's always – he can – if it's a shootout, let's say the Rams jump out to an early lead, a 17-point lead, something like that, which they have not done this year. So I'm not going to hang my hat on that. The Rams' offense has not looked anywhere near as good as it did last year. But let's say they do get out to a big lead. Winston can turn it over. But he's going to have to throw. If it was in Tampa Bay, I'd feel a little better about it. But he's going to have to throw. The, the Rams' defense is better than the Bucks, So I'm not excited about Winston. I mean, Elijah's not, not going with any other quarterback. Cam Newton's hurt. Tom Brady. Brady, Brady's been incredible this year. It's, it's, oh, it's so tough. It's so tough because... Brady, his lowest point performance was 27 points. Why would we think that any less against Buffalo? He's gone on the road to Buffalo and won games. He rarely ever loses there. They've had some really close games in the past few years. But even in those games, he threw for like 270 and several touchdowns. 
the defense of the Buffalo Bills has improved vastly. They're both 3-0, so it should be it should be on paper a good game. We'll see if it is a good game, whether or not. I hope it is. Even if Buffalo loses, I would love to see them win. But even if they lose, you're hoping it's like a 24-17, a 17-14 game. If they can, it's more impressive if they can shut down New England. Um, but I don't know if they will. You know, Brady has struggled in Miami, and now Miami's just not really anything this year you know i'm not going to keep dumping on the team it's intentionally so you can't really bash them it's intentionally they did not put this team together the dolphin franchise and say here fans pay top dollar for tickets this is the best we can get no this is not they know it it's a process and they know what they're doing so but the dolphins brady it took you know later in the game to even get a solid performance out of that he has struggled there in the past will he struggle there in buffalo this week I don't know what the weather's like. We know Tom Brady can play in the cold. Hell, he plays in New England, so that's not a big thing. But that's a possibility. It's a division rivalry. It's the only team really in the division until Sam Darnold comes back and the Jets can maybe be somewhat decent. If it was at New York, I think the Patriots can struggle. But in New England, I think they'll win. So matchup-wise, if you told me I could have a quarterback from one of those teams, matchup-wise... The Bills, I would rather have Brady playing against the Bills, even if it's in New England. Mm. But I think the Bucks are going to be losing, and so they're going to have to, they're, they can't run, and they're going to have to rely on the throwing game, while Brady has a running game. So we'll see. I don't think either one has an incredibly, oh my gosh, blow me out of the water matchup. But you, it's, how do you bench Brady when he's done so well? and all the offensive pieces and weapons they have around them. That should be an exciting matchup right there. But not as good as the running backs. Joe Mixon, he's been terrible this year. I have no clue what is going on. Other than the Bengals' offensive line is bad. But Mixon, you know, the guy was so good in college. And he's got all the physical skills and tools. We've seen it displayed at times, at times, but not not always. But at times, he's been very uh, productive. This year he hasn't been. You know, will Cincinnati be any better this year, this week at Pittsburgh? Excuse me, I'm yawning. David Johnson, I love David Johnson. I think he's had, I think he's had a solid year. He's at right now he's ranked twelfth overall or eleventh. Twenty five points week one, seventeen points week two. At home he does play better. The offense is going to continue to be quick paced. He gets some catches, six catches in week one, six catches in week two. Now he did get hurt against Baltimore, and that was more. They were trailing, and he didn't really. When he was injured, he didn't come back in, and then had that carry and got the you know near the goal line touchdown, which at least got him to eight points. But I can't hold that week that week against him. So I like David Johnson. I think he's gonna have a really good game. Seattle has not scared anybody. We saw what Alvin Kamara did. Johnson is like a stronger version of Alvin Kamara. I think he has. Mm, I'm not gonna say that. I think he's the best of all the running backs on both teams. But I cannot say he will have a better performance than all of them. Sometimes I'll make that prediction, which obviously I'm wrong, you know, just like all fantasy experts, just like you got we're all wrong. But if you I'm just playing the numbers, looking on matchups and based on history and talent around them, you would I'm not gonna say David Johnson's gonna have the best game because Marlon Mack is at home against the Raiders. And we saw what Dalvin Cook did against Oakland. And I think Mar- Marlon Mack can do what he did against San Diego where he ran for 170. And if you can get the running game going and Mack has a great game, then anytime you can limit the amount of pressure or the game you have to put on Jacoby Brissett, the better. Not that he's bad. He's played, he's played fine. I think, aren't they two and one? So he's played really well. And their only loss, I believe, was, yeah, the overtime game to the Chargers. So he's done well. Um, 
I think that uh, Mack and Johnson could be a wash. I don't think Mixon's going to get 17. If I had to take a guess right now, I think Dino Dan's running backs will outscore Elijah's. But he's going to need, if Johnson goes off for 30 or 25, it might help it balance out, make up for Mixon's lack of production. Now we get to the receivers. Hands down, it's got to be Elijah's. At least the two starters. Kenny Galladay has been, he's got a really good matchup though, so he could go go off. Good week one, 14 points is is good. Great week two against the Chargers, 31 points, monster game. And then he disappeared, and we just talked about how bad Philadelphia was, how terrible their defense is, their secondary. And Marvin Jones went all over him, and that was Elijah's guy. While Galladay only had two catches for 17 yards, I, that was a shocker. When I saw the scores going up, I thought, oh, man, Galladay must be getting you know a monster game or at least a decent game like week one. He did not. But at home, shootout, you know it's a shootout. I'm sorry. The, no defense, even Jacksonville, this year has been able to stop Mahomes. He's going to have a 28-point second quarter again. So I like Kenny Galladay this week. Matchup is good, and he's got a good quarterback. Remember last week I thought I loved um, Hollywood Brown for myself because the matchup was good, and Lamar Jackson overthrew him. He easily would have had two touchdowns, overthrew him. Stafford is not like that. Stafford is way more accurate than Lamar Jackson, so I like Galladay a lot. I'm not going to say anything about who has a better ma- um will have the best game. And then the exact same game, he's got Sammy Watkins. Watkins got eight or nine targets. He's getting targets. He will get the catches. It's all about will um, Robinson or Hardman, will they break off a 40 or 60-yard touchdown? It kind of takes away. Sometimes Kansas City scores so quick with a deep bomb that if it's not your receiver, it kind of hurts you because then Kansas City's going to go into running game mode or short passing mode, but they don't the deep play if it goes away, it's almost like if it's not your guy, you better get one in the, the first two because if not and you get a big lead, now you might not see it again. So, but I like Watkins and I like Galladay. Elijah's receivers, Cooks had a great game last week. You know, that was the one thing he hadn't had. Five points week one, not good. Respectable against the Saints. He did have a touchdown against his old team, 16, and then 25 last week. So we always said usually two of the three Rams receivers have good games. Cooks has got to be one of them this week, I would think. He's the best one of all three, in my opinion. And then Keenan Allen, 31, 17, and 48. My goodness. And he's at Miami. I don't know who's going to have a better matchup, though. Is it going to be Austin Eckler? Is it going to be Justin Jackson? Is it going to be Mike Williams? The Dolphins' defense is bad. And so who's going to be the one that has the big performance? I think with with a lot of defenses, when they kind of try to take away Mike Williams or they'll take away, they'll try to stop the running game, Rivers just keeps forcing it, forcing it to Keenan Allen. Miami can't take anyone away, so I don't think he's going to have to do if, – if Keenan Allen's not the first read – the first read could be Williams, could be Eckler, could be their tight end. He's just going to get it to him because no one's going to be able to cover anyone. So someone's going to have a monster game, and then I think you'll have a couple other guys with solid games in that Dolphin-Charger game. Dino Dan's just got to hope it's not Keenan Allen. Ebron's going to need a touchdown to try to match up with Ertz. And then I'm not going to get into defense. I like Dino Dan's defense more than Elijah's. I think Baltimore's going to have a good game. I think the Rams will have a better game. Even if Winston throws and scores, Winston's good for a couple turnovers. Go ask the 49ers. So I like Dan O'Dan's defense more. The, re- mm, the receivers, mm, they're, they're wa- all, all these are wash. And if you look at the, the final score pro- projection, pro- projection, it's 141 to 148, Elijah. That's how close they are. It's going to come down to the quarterbacks, in my opinion. I think it's going to be the quarterbacks and what receiving core goes off. 
You know, if Dino Dan has a big 30-something point game from Mac and both Elijah's running backs, you know, combine for 30, I think a lot. then Dino Dan just needs a couple solid performances from his other two receivers, and he's got it. He'll win this game as long as Elijah doesn't have a 50-point performance like last week from Keenan Allen. And then the flex, I think the flex are even. Dorsett, we saw he's had really good games a couple weeks in a row. And Marvin Jones came back after not doing much the first few games to a monster game last week. So I like that matchup. I think that's going to be a fun game. I think this is going to be similar. Dino Dan, it's, maybe it's stressful. I don't know. Fun, like we talked about yesterday, fun stress. But I think this is a game where you're going to be checking updates and you'll have the lead, then he'll have the lead, then you'll have the lead. Or it depends on the time of the day the games are played. You have some Rams players. He has some Rams and uh, Chargers play early. They're in Miami, so that won't matter. You don't have to wait too long for those. But I think that'll be a good back and forth game. Let me see. What's the time right now? I don't want to push okay 28 minutes i tr- i guess i'll just make it as i go along but i don't i don't like to talk too long that last one was uh almost that was over 10 minutes i talked about that game so that's why it's hard for me as you see to get three or six either no way in an hour the way i talk and the way i start spouting out stuff i couldn't get in in, in all six matchups in an hour i'm gonna just do two tonight and then i'm gonna talk about jacob's team so the other matchup i will do i'm not gonna do that one i will do I'm going to have to do uh, Brian. Brian against Austin because after the performance tonight, we saw Carson Wentz. We know. Now we can know. The last few weeks, Austin's had two losses in a row when he scored mega points. And Patrick Mahomes put up great points in both those games. We would always say, you know, what Patrick Mahomes, number one quarterback. He had 46 and Austin lost, and he had 35 and Austin lost. So the tough part is, you look at it and you go, okay, what's the opposing quarterback going to do? Well, we saw it now. We don't have to waste time discussing, you know, is Wentz going to put up this so much against Green Bay? Is he going to put up 28 to 35? No, he put up 21. Not bad. Not bad at all. You'll take that. Bryant has a kind of team just like Jacobs where he has so many pieces that that's all you're looking for. Look, just get me. Look at week two, 21 points. Brian won. Week three, 26 points. He won. I think week two, he might have broke 200 or near it. He's He's been one of the top scoring teams. I think he's second or third in the league right now with overall score. So he doesn't need his quarterback to go off and carry his team as some of, some of our teams do. Solid performance. Miles Sanders, 14. I think maybe he was hoping for more. Last week, he had 17. You like to see a running back progress as he had three week one, 10 week two, 17 week three. This might have been a good night. You know, he's not getting too many receptions. That's the killer. And he can. He can receive. He is a good receiving back. 14 tonight. You would have liked to see him break 20, especially when he's doing kickoff returns as well. You know, and he had a really solid one tonight. So Sanders got 14. On paper, you look at Austin's team. Mahomes, McCaffrey, and who was his running back last week? Did he pop Connor in there as well? can't remember if you did, but his three combined, like I said, he combined for, remember, it was over 80-something. You usually win those games. He lost because Elijah had 200, but he had the second highest. The number one highest was Jacob, who had 90-plus with his two running backs and quarterback. So Ingram, is Ingram going to go for 40 points again? I'm not saying no. After watching that Browns game last, or the Ravens game last week, why would earth would I not think Ingram's not going to bust a 25-point game? 40 I don't know if he will. We'll see. We'll see if Ingram can – or if Lamar Jackson can hit his open men. I plan on probably playing Hollywood Brown. you got to think if you play a guy like, like that enough, eventually he's going to hit. 
you know, eventually he's got to hit one or two of those passes. You would think he might not. Who knows? But if if the Browns get or the Ravens get off to a, a double digit lead with the passing attack, Ingram's going to give him more touches. I can't see a game where Ingram doesn't come out with at least 20 points on here. So Austin's thinking, all right, you got 14. I just need Connor to kind of match that. McCaffrey can easily outscore Ingram. Uh, and the matchup is not ideal. But see, you look at it. I would rather have my running back, if it's like McCaffrey, go against someone like Houston. They got a good defense. But McCaffrey is matchup proof. He's going to be get his points no matter what. Now, we saw that Tampa Bay. Who on earth did not think that McCaffrey wasn't going to get 30 points against Tampa Bay? He didn't. He ended up only getting like seven. That was just a freak thing. You know, the way the whole game went, McCaffrey will get what he needs to do. I think he's going to have a really good game because Houston can score. That's the thing. Houston can score. So that could be like the Packers-Eagles game where you're going to see a lot of guys get stuff and who other than McCaffrey is going to get a lot of touches. So we'll see if they can match up. Mahomes could be the difference. If Mahomes goes out against Detroit and the Lions can be in a shootout, Mahomes might have another 40, 45-point game. That's a big 20-plus kicker. So he's just looking for McCaffrey and Connor to you know match up with Brian's running backs, which can easily do that. Odell Beckham and Michael Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, I'm excited for that game. I am you know what? I'm almost tempted. I'm almost tempted to uh if anyone's interested, I'd have to run it by my wife. I think she's going somewhere for um Emerald's bridal a thing, uh, so she might be gone at five o'clock. But I was wondering if anyone wanted to come watch the Cowboy Saints game here. I got a couple players. I mean, we all have somebody in it, and Austin, you're a huge Cowboy fan. If you'd like to come watch the game, I wouldn't mind. That might be fun. The Sunday night game, I don't work. Usually I work Sunday nights. Not usually, but every other week I try to to get overtime. But I am I am just like, that is Sunday. This Sunday is Rams at one, Cardinals and Kyler Murray at one, and then maybe cook something, eat something. Maybe we can just bring food. I don't know. I'm running out. If you hear this, Dino Dan, Austin, I know sometimes you guys don't get to hear him. If you, if you think that sounds good and you got Sunday night open, if you got Sunday night full, that's fine. You know, no biggie. But Jacob, anyone, Brian, anybody wants to come, more than welcome. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I got to talk to Cindy about it and see what's going on. But that could be fun. So we got Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., two elite receivers, you know, two of the top ones. If they were drafted, they would – Brian got them both, I think, first and then back-to-back, one in the first round, one right at the border into the second round. T.Y. Hilton, Cooper Cup. Is T.Y. Hilton 100% healthy? He's so questionable. They're saying that it could be a game-time decision. If Hilton plays, we saw what he did last week. And against the Raiders, I think I think the Raiders will put up enough points to where they can make it a game. Heck, the Raiders could win. I mean, they have so many solid pieces on offense. They're just not – I think it's Carr. I think Carr's afraid at times to throw the ball deep. He did a little bit week one, but it – Man, if you it, he drops back, and if he sees one guy, he is dumping it off to Waller, which is great for Jacob if you got him. But that can be frustrating. But Hilton and Cup, we've seen what Cup's done. Cup can be, you know, right now, what is he? He's ranked three, third overall. He had 11-point game week one. That was with the Rams not playing any preseason games. That's kind of a warmer-upper. And then he had 22 against the Saints and almost 40 last week against Cleveland. So he's at home against that terrible Tampa Bay defense. He's going to need Cup to get another 30-point performance because Michael Thomas is going to have a great Sunday night game against the Cowboys. I think he's going to – well, I'm not going to make a prediction. I just think he's going to have a great game. I think – I'm hoping that's a shootout, especially when I have two guys in it. I don't want it to, to be one of those games where, you know, the finals 13-10. We're hoping for a shootout there. Beckham Jr., 
if Baker Mayfield, he's he's got the same issues with Lamar Jackson, and he's in college, he's more accurate. So I don't know what's up with Baker. Um, I think watching him, that some of the experts are saying he's got happy feet. He backs up even when he's got a clean pocket. Um, he he leaves it. You know he likes to dance to the right a lot. He'll happy feet takes off, runs to the right, and then makes a bad throw. He's not being accurate while he's on the run. So that's hurting Beckham Jr. But we saw what he did against the Jets. All it takes is one throw. One throw and Beckham Jr. saves your whole night. On paper, Brian's got the better receivers. Production-wise, as of right now, Cup is leading all of them. T.Y. Hilton, right now he's he's uh, top 12, so he's a wide receiver one. Michael Thomas is 13. He just falls out of the wide receiver one. And Beckham's 15. If we're starting the season, I want both of Brian's receivers. Going into this week, I like the matchups more both for uh, J, uh, Brian's, or I'm sorry, Austin's. With Hilton and Cup, I like those matchups more. Cowboys defense is a little better than Tampa Bay, a lot better than Tampa Bay, and it's at least it's at home though in New Orleans. So I would think it's going to be up to Beckham. Can Beckham match or outdo T.Y. Hilton? That'll be the thing right there. But if all these guys go to wash, this could this could be something where it comes down to once again a lot of these things I'm looking at. Both these are two of the most talented teams in our league. Connor struggling, uh, but he's just got to try to get ten to fourteen points. McCaffrey and Ingram. I'm going to favor McCaffrey on that. Ingram, we know in that game, could go off for 40, or he can go off for 17. And McCaffrey can actually outscore both of Brian's receivers. And Mahomes is definitely going to outscore Wentz. As long as he's healthy, he's going to outscore Wentz. Cup and Hilton, if Hilton plays, uh, that's I like, I like them more. I like Michael Thomas. I think Cup and Thomas are the two best matchups. Hilton, if he can stay in and play healthy, has a better matchup than Beckham. We'll have to see what Beckham can do. And the Browns do have more weapons. And they do get in the run game a lot. Here's the difference right here. Is Olsen going to get in third 20 straight point or third game in a row with 20 points in a row? I don't know if he will. I like Kelsey. I think Kelsey is a better weapon. Kelsey, he's had some great games, but nothing insane other than week two. But still, seven catches, 89 yards. Seven catches, 107 yards. And a touchdown. Three catches, 88 yards. He's had really good games. You know, he's a top five tight end. That could be the difference. That could be the difference with helping Brian, but all Brian's guys are looking at double digit points. Carry on Johnson at home against Kansas city. Wagner. We know is money Vikings defense at Chicago. We'll see how well they do the bears. I, I would play the Vikings defense on the, even on the road in Chicago because the bears, man, they get the offense going and they look so good. And you're like, man, look at all these weapons they have. Then the next week they put a stinker and it's not the other players. It's, it's Trubisky. And look at the opposite. Austin's got the Bears defense against Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, who Kirk Cousins did not play bad against the Raiders. Excuse me. But he didn't play great like he should have as well. So uh, I like both teams' defense. I like Austin's more. I like Wagner more than Smith, but Smith has been really good. He had over a 20-point game last week. So looking at and then Fournette, the final one. Carry on Johnson or Fournette. The Broncos are really good at home, but I think the only way the Jags win is if Fournette gets involved. That might be a wash because Carryon Johnson, are the Lions going to need to run more or pass more? Week one, he was not – they needed to run, and he did not do well against a bad Arizona defense. But he did solid week two, okay game week three. I mean 20 carries for only 36 yards against Philly. But Philly's thing is they can stop the run. They can't stop the pass as we saw against tonight and against the Lions last week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards Fournette 
just because I think his matchup's a little better, even though the Broncos are a solid defense. But Fournette can go out there, get you. I mean, he's had double digits every game. He just needs to get a touchdown. He gets a touchdown, and he might break 20. Overall, looking at the matchup, Austin is favored only by 11. It's hard to ever call out, count out Brian. So I don't want to say, oh, you know what, I'm going to give this to Austin. Who would I rather – that's how I usually look at it. At the end of the day, I look at the teams. If I look at the person, I'm going to say, you know what, I trust Brian. Austin, you got a championship. You've built this team. You know, you kept the, the core together with the contracts. So you are a top GM. You are a champion. So no disrespect. I think you could win this game. I would rather have your roster right now – your starters right now. If, if, if you could say, Danny, choose a team and it's yours this week. Not every week, but this week, I'm taking your team, Austin. So that would lead me to believe I think you're going to win the game. We know crazy things can happen. But Brian just always seems to have a winning record. He's done something that no one else in league history has, and that's made the playoffs every year of his season in our league. So um, I'm not going to say Brian's out, and I'm definitely never going to forget you again, Brian. Brian, excuse my voice. It's late, and I'm getting real scratchy. All right, so we covered the two two games. Now let's look at the team of the week that we want to talk about. Tenacious D's. So what's so tenacious about them? Well, they have 546 points scored. Okay. They are number one in the league. Second place is the team right behind them. 546. Oh, look at this. I didn't notice the point. Tenacious D is actually the second highest scoring team in our league at 546.3. And Austin rolling with Mahomes is 546.5. And yet he's one and two in Jacob Serino. Look at the points against. Austin's scored 546 and given up 549. That's insane. That's insane. See, Austin, I told you it will balance itself out. Um, So Tenacious D. Three-game winning streak. Made the playoffs last year. It's a sixth seed. Made the championship, I believe, the year before. Oh, no, you lost in the second round, but you were the regular season champ and the President's Trophy winner. So you've shown you have a great resume. You missed the playoffs, I believe, our first two seasons, and the second season just barely, just barely. Uh, It all came down to a tiebreaker based on head-to-head or division record. You know, because that's when we used to do inner divisions and you would only play that. And then the two divisions would meet up for the championship. But it was kind of a crazy thing. And I said, you know, you had scored more points than Nick. So it made more sense for you to actually get in. Nick Nick got in. Went on to win the title, actually. So Nick deserved it. But that's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? We, since division realignment, you have made the playoffs every year. So I believe that's four years. So great team. We know Jacob knows what he's doing. Let's actually go through his roster. Quarterbacks, he's got Deshaun Watson, and that's all you really need once you get Deshaun Watson. he did. Deshaun was excellent his rookie year, and then he got the injury. He was good last year at times, was not 100%. He had, he had some games where you're like, eh, and then he had some really amazing games. This year, he's broke 30 twice, 13 in one game against the Jags. That's expected. Doesn't matter if it's in Houston or in Jacksonville. Deshaun Watson, awesome quarterback. Running backs. I'm going to have to say now looking at the rosters, now that Saquon Barkley's injured, you got to give it to Jacob's team, the Tenacious D's with Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook. You would have to say those are the best running back core now. 
uh, Zeke and Austin Eckler. No, it doesn't hold the weight when you hear that. It does not sound like, oh my gosh, if you told me right now, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, I'd rather have those two than any of the combo running back we have in the league. I'm trying to think of other teams. Um, you know, Ingram, Brian's good with Ingram, but Sanders, no, he's not, he's not maybe in a season or so he might, he could jump on that plane, but not at this time. I'm trying to see other, what's another team that has a really incredible tag team group of running backs. Matt's pretty good with Todd Gurley and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has got to prove it. And Gurley is not what he once was. If this is Gurley a few years ago, he really looks sexy and, and makes Josh Jacobs look even better. Christian McCaffrey for Austin and James Conner. Conner this year, James said, Connor. No, James Conner has not been great. So it's hard to say that. Coming into the season, I would put Austin in the top three with combos. you know. And Leonard Fournette, I mean, he might have the best. The season coming in, he might have had the most depth with those three running backs. But I wouldn't put them the top. I really like, uh, well, not now, but coming into the season, I like David Johnson and Joe Mixon. So we've had some teams with really good combos. Devonta Freeman, I thought coming into this year was going to be even better now that he was gone. I like Chris Carson and Devonta Freeman. You know, so we have some teams with a really good pair of running backs, but nobody as good as Tenacious D's. They're number one now. Then you take, he's got he's got the thing that I did not have, and I still don't have. Mari Cooper's solid, don't get me wrong. Like I said, he's improved. He's been a, a, a top wide receiver, 10, since he's joined the Cowboys. But he hasn't been what Devontae Adams is. So he's got, even if Barkley was on my team, to have Kamara and Cook, and then have Devontae Adams, a wide receiver one that you just set and forget, that is where you start to say, look at those four. Deshaun Watson, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams. That is some deep talent right there. That is why you could score 200 points if your defense goes for 50 because that means the rest of your team is getting over 150. Miko Hardman, good grab since he's grabbed him off the waiver wire. You know, he doesn't have a lot of targets, but four catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Two catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. 19 and 17. That's what I'm talking about. You put that with those running backs and Devontae Adams, and that is the recipe for a championship squad. That could be one of the top pickups. Now, will Hardman drop off once Hill comes back? Probably not. I still think that Hardman's going to – I mean, look at him. He's not getting 12 targets a game like Jarvis Landry would, and then all of a sudden you throw in Hill and, or whatever and then go, oh, well, now we know the target share is going to go back to Hill, so Miko Hardman's going to become irrelevant. No, he's still going to be out there. Even when the first game, I don't remember exactly when Hill got hurt, but even when he was in there, Miko Hardman was in running his routes. He didn't get any targets that game, but he was still running it. So great grab. I was trying to – I wanted to get him, but I didn't want to use a waiver wire on him. I was hoping he might slip through. But I didn't think he would. I knew someone like Jacob would grab him. Brian would grab him. Uh, Steve, would, Eric, somebody would grab him. And Jacob made a good move getting him. It's always nice to have a, a explosively fast weapon from the Chiefs. And then Darren Waller. We talked about him several times. Great pickup. Last pick in the draft for Jacob. Awesome grab. He's been amazing. He, like we said, we heard the hype coming out of Raiders camp, but not to this extent. I didn't think, you know, Seven catches, six catches, 13 catches. I don't expect too many more than 13 catches because defenses will start to smarten up and try to take away that security blanket. Or they'll let them get 10 catches and, you know, maybe 10 catches for 70 yards. Like everything's short. They're going to have a guy up on him. So as soon as he touches it, he gets tackled. 
as opposed to last week where he had 134 yards. Do the math. That's 10. That's a catch, you know, 10 yards of carry. And each week, seven catches, 70 yards, 10 yards of carry, six catches, 63 yards. So what they're going to do is eventually say, get a little closer, let him catch it, keep him to four or five yards. But he's still, he's still a target monster. You know, like we said, Carr doesn't like to chuck it deep as much anymore. That might have changed if Antonio Brown was there. Patriots defense, when he got him, he got him the perfect time. 59 points against the Dolphins. And he's got 30 against the Jets. Buffalo, Washington, New York, New York again. Cleveland at home against Cleveland. So until they probably week nine against Baltimore, I mean, we don't know. Daniel Jones, he might go out and really light them up. If he goes out against the Patriots and puts on a solid game, then we know, okay, this guy's for real. But that's a couple weeks away. But man, what a, what a great time. What a genius move. That is one of the, that is a GM of the year type move, the Solomon Award type move, grabbing a defense like that, looking at the schedule. I remember at the beginning of the year, I thought, oh, you know, Belichick, all of us, you know, usually think Patriots, they're good for a stream. You know, Belichick's pretty good. But there's been times last year, the New England would go off for 30 points, next week go off for five. So even with Belichick's genius, they still struggle at times and they could be matchup dependent. The, the issue is a lot of the matchups are in the favor of the Patriots this year. David Montgomery. Really solid running back. I think the Bears each week are going to get him more and more involved. Six carries, then 18 carries, and it dropped to 13 this week. Matchup dependent. They had a big lead. They should have gave him more. Then they had to, you know, they have other running backs there as well. Tariq Cohen actually got a few carries this time. But Montgomery's supposed to be the man who eventually takes over there. Sutton, good. He picked up Herndon for the Jets. He'll be back after the bye week. Or no, he's got one more week, I think, for suspension. Clark, he picked up Anderson. It was disappointing that he lost Geis. Guys, injured, injured reserve. Hunter Henry hurt. So he's got talented guys. I mean, he had Waller and Henry. He could have traded Waller if he wanted, or Henry. You know, Henry's in her two-year contract. But he could have made trades with that depth. Still can when Henry comes back. I can't see too many holes in Jacob's team. It's amazing to me that his team only scored 133 week one. I don't know how that happened. When you look up and down through the roster, they he should be, on average, breaking 150 every week. It's going to be a bad matchup for Watson. Kamara maybe gets a concussion, and then Cook just has a bad game. Something like that where you're going to see a bad week for him. Other than that, nah, this this is a, a, a rock-solid team. I can't think of how to improve this team unless you said, hey, you know what, Devontae Adams' injury is a little more severe. I might want to you know, maybe send David Montgomery and Sutton, you know, package a couple of players, whoever it is. You know, oh, someone needs a quarterback, Minshew. He's pretty solid, although there's plenty of guys to pick up free agents. But Minshew's the kind of guy that is is where you go, hey, you know what? He's exciting. I want to I wanna have that guy. I'm watching that game, and he's – Kyler Murray, that's what Kyler Murray is to me. I don't think Kyler Murray's going to go out, and he, I don't think he's going to on the season outscore Lamar Jackson. But when he does have good games, I want I want him on my roster. I want him starting, and that's how Minshew reminds me. He might have some good games, and when he is, you like the craziness of him. He's a funny character. He's a, all the players love him in Jacksonville. So I'm not going to put it past someone to trade for him. I could see Matt trading for him. Maybe he'll swap swap you, Baker Mayfield, uh, Jacob, <laughs> and you can take all those five contracts. Or four, technically, because this year would fall doesn't count for you if you trade for him. But yeah, I mean, there's he picked up C.J. Anderson, who might sign with the Texans. It's a gamble, but it's a good move. So I really like the, how it, active Jacob is. I love his roster. Remember, we we're talking about Brian and Austin. Brian's roster, Austin's roster, Jacob's roster. 
Now it's early, so it, it's too early to say, oh man, this guy's looking at championship or bust. Now, Jacob, you could feel that way because you have so much talent, but we've seen just like with Barkley goes down, all it takes is one injury and your team goes from, oh my gosh, to, yeah, that's a good team. You know, Christian Kruger, I'm sorry, when if he came into this season with Matt Ryan, who continues to put up other than, yeah, even then he had 20 points, nearly 30 points a game. Melvin Gordon, if he had played from week one, 100% start of the season without being a bonehead, 25 points a game. And then then you throw in Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins has played, had a great week one the next few games. Remember it was Jacksonville. Chargers did really well against him. He's going to still be just like Devontae Adams. He'll have all receivers have tough weeks. But when you had Tyree Kill healthy, Hill can go off for 50, 40, 45, which he did many times last year. Then he can mass Hopkins maybe having a 12-point game. Matt Ryan, 30. Melvin Gordon, 20. That is a really good team. And that, my friends, is exactly what Christian did. Build a great roster. And we will see if he can manage to sneak into the playoffs how deadly they are. So we have some rosters on here that are really scary and really talented. We'll cover each team week to week. We covered Christian's team last week about how he was down in the dumps and he's trying to find a way to get out. Melvin Gordon coming back. It's been four weeks, so Tyreek Hill could be back next week. He's going to be back to relevance. He's going to be back to where now people are going to start not circling their schedule because they're playing him and going, oh, crap, when do I play Christian? Oh, I hope he has some of his talented guys on the bye week. So, Jacob, I can't really figure out how unless, like I said, you got C.J. Anderson. You'll have guys back eventually. Hopefully Henry back eventually, but you got Herndon, another solid tight end as a backup if something happens to Waller. You got Sutton, who's been pretty strong performance. You got Montgomery. You have depth if you suffer an injury or a bye week. And like I said, when you have so much talent, when you bring a guy in for a bye week or just for a slight, a week here or so injury you, or even a tough matchup, you're hoping just for him to go in, get you 10 to 15 points, and you have bench guys who can do that. Um, but your defense really scares me. You throw, you're going to continue to rack up 180 to 200 if your team just plays what they're supposed to do and you have that Patriots schedule. So great team, Jacob. Uh, you should be proud. You should feel like, hey, you are one of the elite teams. Even though you're second overall in scoring, that honor belongs to Austin. Like I said, look at that division. And then you still got Jose, who's got th- three of the most talented receivers. He has probably the best wide receiver depth in our league, and he's in last place. And he scored. What? How many points you got? Four twenty. Yeah, I mean, that's the only division where they got everyone four hundred points or more. The other two divisions, we have one not in four hundred, three not in four hundred. So toughest division, easily central division, and eastern is pretty solid as well. So that is it for our podcast tonight. We went over the team review. We covered a couple of the matchups. It's coming up on fifty-five minutes. So. I will try to – I think tomorrow I don't have any big news because there will be no games to talk about at the beginning. There will be nothing unless there's another trade that goes on from someone or some big NFL move. Uh, I will just get right into the games and I will try to get to four of them. I think I can do four of them in 50 minutes if I don't have anything else to talk about. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Enjoy your Friday. And I'm out. Peace out, guys. <laughs>